We are at the bottom of Kuf Yud Dalad Amad Beis, 114b. Uh, right before the Mishnah, these Dapim are a little long, so we've got to uh, keep, keep moving through them. We are up to Aval Lo Yakots. Is that what we're up to? Yes. Aval Lo Yakots Asocho. Aval Lo Yakots Asocho. Yeah. Um, it's about four lines up from the Mishnah on the bottom of 114b. Uh, we said in the Mishnah that the um, <coughs> this is the person, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, the person that was trying to save someone's swarm of bees. Was that the case? And he and we said that you shouldn't take off a branch in order to to accomplish that, even if it means even if you've committed to um, even if you committed to paying back whatever you broke off. And Rabbi Shmuel. Benosha Rabbi Yochanan Broka said, you can even cut it off. Okay, so Tanya, the Brisa says, Rabbi Shmuel Benosha Rabbi Yochanan Broka, Omer, Tanai based in who? It's a Tanai based in which in this, in this context means a general uh, uh, Takana that Sheyehe Yored Litoch Sadesh El Chavero, Vikotse Socho, a person who needs to save their bees can go into their friend's yard to take a stick. Shel chavero, I mean, to break off a branch, meaning of their friend. Lahatilos nechilo to save his swarm of bees. Vinotel de socho mitoch nechilo shel chavero. And the owner of the field can then get paid back for the lost value of the branch. But we allow them to do that, as opposed to the Mishnah. For the swarm of bees. It says from the swarm. Let's see what I have here. And just remember what we said yesterday. It says that you can cut off the branch. I mean, you're saving the bees for yourself or someone else? I think this is yourself. That sheyehei yored l'toch sada shel chavero v'kotzei tzocho shel chavero l'hatzilas nechilo. He's going to his friend's yard to break off a branch. I have here that it's a dried out branch that it's not really fruitful anymore to save his own swarm of bees. The Mishnah said you could not do this. That's what the Mishnah, seen, I think, said you couldn't. But this is from Rabbi Shmuel Benosha. This is Rabbi Shmuel Benosha, Rabbi Benosha, who said you could. So this Bryce actually aligns with it, aligns with our Mishnah. So Utanai based in who? Sheishofech yeno matzilos duvshano shel chavero. That you can pour out your wine. We've seen this before. Uh, in order to save the... Um, Someone else's honey, which is like pouring out of his barrel, and from the the honey that you saved, you get some of that as uh, covering the the covering the cost of the wine that you gave over that you uh, let out. Similarly, if you want to unload your sticks, you can un, you can help your friend load the flax. Uh, and then you can take Oh, interesting. These are one of the things that Yehoshua In either case, you can, you can would have you sacrifice your less valuable thing to save the other. Right. I wonder how we extended this. Without his permission. Right. Because we presume that he would have wanted that. 
Yeah, and this is one of the things that Yehoshua, I guess, enacted when he when he brought the Jewish people into Eretz Israel. Something like that. But unclear what that means. If it's not based in, okay, you can look at the commentaries to understand that one. Hamakir Kelev, the Mishnah says, Hamakir Kelev Usfar Biaracher. And he, if a person notices, hey, that looks like my stuff that you've got over there. Viyatsalo Shem Geneva Be'ir. Viyatsalo Shem Geneva Be'ir. Is there Okay, so it's not just that you recognized it and you claimed, hey, that's my stuff, but there's also is it there's also, also a rumor that's already existent that independent of Okay. Meaning everybody knows this guy stole and we find this guy that has to ha- happens to have the same exact things that were stolen from him. That's what I'm wondering, I don't know. Okay, yeah, so we know that this guy, this victim, this victim was involved in a theft or was a victim of a theft, and he sees his guy, this guy that has stuff that looks like his. So you shove a little kach kama nasam yitol. What? The guy in whose house it is, the guy yeah. in whose house it's recognized, has to take a, a, an oath as to how much money he spent on it. In other words, where'd you get that stuff? Right. Oh, I bought it. Okay. Well, how much did you spend on it? What's Vietol? He says how much he spent on it. And he gives him that money? And he takes it some of the exchange for returning the items. Meaning instead of giving back these items, he's just giving him money for it. As if like he's paying to the original owner. He doesn't have to give it back. If I assume this means, if we know for sure that he stole it, the he's got to give it back. The way it's here, yeah. the original owner reimburses him and he yeah. buys back his own stuff. Yeah, but, the, a, but the term that says purchaser may be that he didn't really steal it. He bought it. From that's the what he's claiming. That's what the guy The thief claims that he bought it. The guy in whose house it's found. The victim is now saying, well, that's can I have mine. it back? But he has to pay for it. I Wait, who's paying who? I recognize my stuff in Evan's house. And and there's a rumor that I've been robbed. Okay, so, so now we're thinking maybe Evan stole it. Maybe Evan stole it. You go to Evan, Evan says, no, I got this from uh, Walmart. So now who's paying who? So now Evan says, I bought a, Evan says, well, how much did you pay? I paid $50. Evan says that to you? He says to the to the... You asked them. Evan, how much did you pay for that stuff? He has to take, however, oaths are administered. Okay. It's an oath. I spent $50. And the way it seems to be written here is I, the victim, now have to pay him $50 to get my stuff back. So the note says the person who has it in possession is not suspected of both obtained it uh, by illegal measure. He bought it. Bought it from the thief. I'm one. The original owner pays to get it back from the thief? Or the thief pays the original owner to keep it? The word Vietol makes it sound like he's taking it back from him. The Yachzir Lo Kelav, Ulifne Yeyush Kamari. So the original owner or victim, same person, 
the possible victim has to buy his own stuff back. The guy that has the stuff in his possession, yeah, claims he played for it. Yes, the original owner, possible victim. Right. Amount to the possible thief. Right. It goes back. The person that might be the thief. Right. Vimlav. And if there was not such a rumor that this guy was stolen from, lav kol himenu. We don't believe this person was a possible victim. Sha'ani omer, mecharan la'acher. Maybe you sold it to somebody else. Ulukachan zahimenu. Maybe it wasn't a theft. Maybe it was just a stam, you know, transaction from a pawn shop or whatever. How do you know that he stole it from you? There's no, there's no clear, there's no established reality that he had been stolen from. Somebody saw right. Says what, what do we care about rumors? Maybe he's the one that started the rumor, so he could go over and, and make this whole transaction again. There's somebody else there, and uh, when uh, there's somebody else visiting the house, and somebody came in, and the guy claimed, you know, in the in the moments. Somebody stole my stuff. They woke up in the morning. So, so, so the guy, the, the, those are witnesses. So, kol shikain ilamatsa. Kol shikain ilamatsa. What does that mean? Meaning, maybe he was lying when he said someone stole my stuff. Uh, meaning, meaning, I think the Gemara meant to say, or when I read it, I thought the Gemara meant to say, this guy three weeks ago had, had woken up in the middle of the night and said, hey, my stuff is stolen. And then this whole sort of thing happens. Maybe here the Gemara is saying, the guy is pretending like he hasn't seen it yet. Right? He was over so-and-so's house and he saw that his stuff was actually sold. And it was actually sold to this third party. And I was like, okay, what do I do? So then that night... He gets a whole a ruse together and says, okay, now, my stuff is stolen. And then two days later, lo and behold, he finds, and so-and-so was at my house when they, they saw that I, I, they heard me say that it was stolen, right? So it's not necessarily the case that it was in the moment that it was stolen that it actually happened. So it is a lot of nefarious activity to, yeah, it is a lot of nefarious activity to, uh, to surmise about a guy. But Rav Kahana Messiah Ba Meshved Rav, this is the most explicit that you can get. This guy had a tunnel dug into his house, and then other people saw thieves walking out with, with, with vessels over their shoulders. So, okay, fine, we believe you. You were stolen from. It's on the... It's on the, what's it called? CCTV, whatever it's called, security cameras. We know, we know, okay, we believe you. It says, wait a second. Maybe it was just vessels and not books. So how could the Mishnah say that he's believed even for books? Meaning we don't know what's in those bags that they were carrying out, Santa Claus style. 
So Amr Bichia Bar Haba Amr Biochanan Tik Amr Nami Svarim. Everyone was saying, "Oh, he's the, the, the books were stolen at the moment that it happened, not later on." Other people were saying, "Velechish Dilma Zutre Vekatayin Ravervei." Maybe it was small books, and now he's claiming there were bigger books. Amr Biyosi Bar Chanina Tik Amri Sefer Ploni Ploni. Say no, it was a Kitzur Shulchan We saw it. This is pretty crazy. Maybe they were older versions, and he's asking for newer ones. These are his books. These are, it has his name is plastered on the back of the book. This is Shmerel's Kisser Shulchan Aruch. So I saw this guy walking around with Shmerel's Kisser Shulchan Aruch. Uh, okay. Now I'd wonder. Well, maybe uh, maybe he had sold it previously, and now his name's still on it. We didn't we didn't go that far. Uh, but okay, so the Gemara now says, Umi Amr Rav Hachi. Did Rav really say this? What did, what did Rav say? Rav is the one that said, Rav Kahana quoted Rav as saying that this person had a tunnel into his house, and, and he had all this stuff over the shoulder, etc. Um, somehow he acquired it with money. He took stuff, he left, he did not have to give it back because. He acquired it with money? With his blood. With his blood. This is a very sad. This is, I've never understood this halacha. The burglar breaks in. The homeowner is allowed to kill him. Meaning he sacrificed his life. He didn't actually die, but he was willing to die for it. He was willing to die for it. The homeowner was allowed to kill him. Props to the thief for putting his life on the line. We'll let you keep the stuff. And so this is... The I don't get it. Who has I think what we're saying is the homeowner who has Rachmanut. I won't kill you. Okay, first of all, I, so I, I, I want to clarify something. I think what this means is not he's just to, gets to steal things. I think what this means is he gets to keep the physical item, but we're going to make him pay it back, just like if any thief. I know it's a Gemara Sanhedrin, but. This might be a Kimle B'Dirab question. Meaning maybe this guy is Chayiv Misa for what he did. Well, he was Chayiv Mita, but he's In the moment, he was Chayiv Misa and Mamon. In the moment, he was Chayiv Mita, and so, so he's exempt. He got away with it. He didn't, he didn't get the... He didn't get... He didn't get killed, and now he's no longer Chayv Misa. And now he's no longer Chayv Okay, so it's a quasi-Kimle B'Dirab question. Even though he's no longer Chayv Misa, at the moment it's he was. That, that idiot homeowner who has it's a quirk. This guy, yeah. So this is some David logic. If you want to steal something, just, just, go, to a kind just <laughs> go to a kind person. Burrow your way into their basement. Take your stuff and you'll be fine. Because yeah. they're not going to kill you. But you are opening yourself up to death. And in that moment, you're not going to be Chayv for the, for the paying it back. Okay, we could we could write a whole thief's handbook from this. So what does it mean, Pater, Then maybe it's midaraisa, midarabanan. We don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, the note says indeed that since he's liable to the more severe punishment, the homeowner killing him, mm-hmm. he's, he's exempt from the. 
And the question is, I hear in the in gender that Gemara over there. If the item is still extant, he has to give it back. Right. Yeah. That's the end of the Gemara over there. So here the question is, how did Rav say, why is Rav saying that um, that he's got to give it back or we're going to believe the, the situation that it was stolen from the, from, the, from the house and therefore he's got to give it back. Here he says it's Kona. So why, if he, he burrowed in, why would he be Chayat to give it back or into Rav. So Hanimili diknanhu b'baba machteres. In that case, where Rav says he does not have to give it back, it's when he acquired it through baba machteres through the through the tunneling. To make kara master because he gave up his life, he was willing to give up his life. About Hani, these people that came into this person's house, um, they made off like bandits, but they never actually tunneled in. It said they tunneled in. Oh, we don't know. Okay, this is not a Baba Machteres. This could be a Yatza B'Machteres. All the Brisa said from Rav was that there was a tunnel. We don't know that they came in through that tunnel. These people came in through the front door and then they left through the tunnel. So that's a different situation altogether. Right. They came in normally. Well, the original story was that they only heard him, not that they were the thieves. Right, and they heard him. Now these are guests that came in through the front door. They weren't Baba Machteris, that's the point. They do not qualify for Rob's other statement of being liable to the death penalty because they never came through a tunnel. They came in through the front door and then they tunneled out. If they tunneled out, so then that's when we're saying, okay, they have to give it back. So Amr Rav Loshano Ella Baalabai Sa'asulim Korkelav Ababai Sha'eno Asulim Korkelav Lo Sarah Laduri Ale Kulehai. We're only talking about someone who usually sells his stuff. Yeah, so there's a Khashash that it's not stolen, but he sold it. If, if mm. he doesn't sell it. But someone who did not steal it. Someone who doesn't someone who doesn't typically sell their stuff, so then he doesn't have to go through this whole thing about you know uh, substantiating the fact that he was stolen from and uh, and asking the guy how much was it worth. He just gets the he gets the benefit of the doubt. If he's a merchant, if he's a known merchant, then you have to get into the whole matter. Because then we're worried that maybe the guy got it legitimately because you sold it to someone, and that person sold it to this person. But maybe it was a moment where he had to sell things. Meaning, how do we know just because he doesn't typically sell things that he didn't sell things? Okay, so that much you have to have. All the other stuff of proving that it was a book and proving it was a big book, proving it was his book, that stuff, you don't have to confirm all that stuff. But in terms of, uh, in terms of the fact that he was stolen from, we need at least that, that there was some kind of, uh, you know, corroboration of that event. Okay, it's Mark. What does that mean? It was stolen, then the person that was, the, the, the thief sold it, and then the thief was recognized? Is it saying he identified the thief or the stolen item? I, I don't know. Well, the 
discovered. What does that mean that he was discovered? He, uh, this guy, he was, he was 5'10", we, with we blonde that, hair. The cop responded. We know that, we know that Gil's car was stolen, chas v'shalom. Okay. And then it's identified... Identified. No, but he sold. I know who stole it. Yes, I know right. who stole it. This is the guy who stole it. And then, in that the meantime, he had sold it. Okay. Sold somehow it. we have testimony coming in after. Somebody, somebody came along and identified. Right. Identified the theft. Okay. Somehow. So Rav Im Harishon. What does that mean? You can only pursue the thief into himself. You can't go after the purchaser. Okay. Rabbi Yochanan Shved Rabbi Yana Amar Hadin Im Hasheni. The buyer. Why would you hold against the buyer? Because he has stolen goods. He has stolen goods, but doesn't he have to give them back? Well, then you do what you, we said earlier. He finds out how much did you pay him. Oh, that whole business. Well, no, because. The usual case where somebody steals. That's different. He sells the pawn shop. Yeah. After the pawn shop sells it to somebody else. Yeah. And they find out where the actual crown is. They can't go after the first bought it. That's what we're asking. You go after the pawn shop or you go after the buyer? In secular law, there's such a thing as a. And I've forgotten all the details. There's a lot I've forgotten. Okay, no worries. Um, there's such a thing as a holder in due course. Is somebody who buys something in, in the ordinary course of business. And you can't go after that person. You right. there's something wrong. Typically, though, that's only when you buy from. If I remember it correctly, that's only when you buy from a merchant. If I go to a store, and the typical typical case would be, I go to a store, and I, I go to an auto dealer, and I buy a car, mm-hmm. and you assume that was proper, and assume that. Well, car is a bad example because it's registered. It's registered. I, I go I go to a store and buy something. You didn't get it from a guy in the, in the alley. I didn't get it from... I go to a store and buy a watch. Mm-hmm. And there's a creditor of the store owner who says, I have, a, I have a lien on all of his watches. I don't have to look into that. It's a jewelry store and I can buy a watch there and mm-hmm. I get it free and clear. And I presume that usually it comes out of those liens. Right. I bought it from a store and there was somebody who had a lien. I don't even have to investigate. I bought it from but if, You can keep it. But if I buy you to watch from a guy in an alley... Right, right, right. That's Are your you problem. Sure, doesn't this also come up with Karka versus non-Karka? I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, it's more talked about like one, one type of item, a painting, a certain painting. You know there's only one out there. If you're buying one, you need to buy the original owner. I don't know. In the footnote, he has the option of collecting monetary compensation from the thief or recovering the property from the buyer without... Right, so that's our question here. Oh, are we saying we can do either one? Rabbi, Rav Mishmed Rabbi Chia says, you go to the first guy, meaning the, 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 the thief. You take it up with the thief. And Rabbi Yochman Shved Rabbiani says you can go to the second guy. Does that mean only or not the first and not the first guy, or does that mean either? Also, also. okay, that makes sense. You can always take it up with the thief. The question is, can you take it up with the second guy? And Rabbi Chanina and, and Rabbiani says you can take it up with the second guy. What bothers me is we've already established that if somebody steals something, that person's hired. Why are we even going further? Bringing the second person when we already know the thief is hired. 
Let's say the thief got out of Dodge. You can't find him. Can you go get your stuff from the second guy? And pay him, pay him off for it. Go back to the original case we've been going through all along. Dodge, you still can't get your money back. Well, here you can because somebody else has your stuff. Meaning if the guy got out and we don't know where that stuff is, so then yeah, yeah, we you know give up. But we know this guy gave the... still saying right here that you can't go to the guy going to the thief. Well, that's the machlokas. Rav says for Mechia, you can only go to the thief. Well, no, what we're saying is your only recourse, you can't touch the second guy. He didn't do anything wrong. Right. Basically saying, tough luck if, he's at a, if, he, if he left. If he, if he you know, escaped the country. So because it's a machlokas. And someone else has another opinion. Yeah, no, I'm just explaining why it would be that we would have other recourse. Obviously, we'd prefer to go straight to the thief. I think everyone agrees with that. Oh, that's interesting. We haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. And we basically blame the second guy for not, you know, corroborating the legitimacy of the... Okay. I'm Rav Yosef. Lo pligi. We got to move. Lo pligi. Kan lef im hadin. Wait, what's the question? All right. We're just claiming that Rav and Rav Yochan don't disagree. Rav claims you go to the, the, the thief. Rav Yochan claims you go to the second guy. Kan lef nayeyosh. Rav Yochan says you go to the second guy when it's before Yeyush, um, meaning it still belongs to the original owner. So then, Hadinim Hasheni. Kan la'achar Yeyush, Hadinim Harishon. If it's after, after Yeyush, so then you go back to the thief, not to the second guy who's legitimately, who had legitimately acquired it through the changing of the property, uh, ownership. Right, we assume. V'tarvayo is luhud Rav Chista. Rav Chista had said that if you're giving it over to somebody else, you can collect it from either one. Yeah, okay. Um, and that's after Yayush. So like after Yayush. After Yeshua, you can only take it up with the thief. Amrali Rabbaye, Velo Pligi, Hamatnos Kahuna. Oh, this is a question. Velo Pligi, Hamatnos Kahuna, Kalifna Yeush Dami, Upligi. In the case of Kohen gifts, let's say an animal that was shechted and the parts of the animal that are supposed to go to the Kohen were given over also, that's considered like Lifna Yeush, meaning the Kohen's not allowed to give up on that. And they still disagree. This non, the Mishnah says, The Mishnah says, in Chulin, sell me the innards of the cow for this amount of money. And inside of that was the keva. What's that? The kidney? The stomach, which goes to the Kohen. You give it to the Kohen and you don't take off from any of the money, meaning you paid basically for the Kohen stuff. If he didn't sell him an item, but rather a weight of stuff, then you take it off. 
If the butcher is the one that, that, that weighed it, so he's the one that has to pay up because he should have known better. So Rav disagrees when it comes to Matnas Kuna, which is Lutnayayosh, about who you have to take it up with. You take it up with the buyer, even the buyer, or just the butcher. So Gemara says, Ema Avdin Ima Tabach. What it means to say is even the Tabach. Maybe you would think Mount Skuna can be stolen. They can be, and therefore you can go to the butcher. They're arguing about Rechista's concept that you could go to the guy number one or guy number two that now was given the, the stolen item. We're talking about a case where the Baalim had given up. When it was given up only after it got to the third party's hand. Right, the victim was stolen from. The thief gave it to a third party, stole it to a third party, and now after that time period, we know that the original owner, the victim, gave up on finding it, meaning that the third party did not acquire it post yeyush. Yeyush with shino yerushos is definitely kona. If a person changes ownership, takes ownership of something after the original party had given up, so then it's for sure his. Here, however, he had taken it, he had bought it before. The, the original owner gave up. Meaning, do you need the combination of buying and taking ownership and yeyosh, or do you need specifically yeyosh and then buying? So, uh, so that's why Rav says it doesn't matter. It can happen in either order. And Rabbi Yochanan says that in that situation it would not work, and therefore you can only go back to you can even go back to the you can even go back to the buyer, the third party, and say, "Hey, that's my stuff. You did not acquire that for yourself." Rav Papa Amar Big Lima. What's a glima? A, a shirt? A cloak? I know that from. Anyone know where that word is? Glima. Maybe you recognize it from Glima Mial Kasfai. A feel in No, it's a phrase in the ksuba that if the husband's not giving, not providing for his wife, so he says in the ksuba, "I'll even give you the cloak off my back." A feel in off my shoulders. Even that, I'm willing to give to the wife, to my to my wife. That's what it says in the ksuba. Um, so that's where the glima. We're talking about a cloak. You're supposed to everyone who's everyone who's writing on the ksuba should know what the ksuba says. It's supposed to be explained. But yes, what? The bottom is xed out. That line is xed out. Tikuliyamalo pligi tahadar lamare. No one, no one disagrees that it should go back. Meaning the the shirt should go back. It's, we're not talking about food that's eaten and gone with, but we're talking about a cloak that can be given back. Bahacha, however, our case is Baasubo Takanas Hashuk Hamevligi. Takanas Hashuk. What does that mean, Takanas Hashuk? The Chacham made a Takana. That what? I think this is what David was saying before. That if something's sold in the marketplace, you don't have to go after the, 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 the third party that's coming to buy something from the store. We're not going to make them you know, uh, go investigate whether this shirt was legitimate. Say it again? 
It already returned it. Okay. Yeah, I think what this is saying is, in a typical case, if someone buys a shirt from a marketplace, and then we find out that that shirt was stolen, so then the buyer can go back to the original owner of the shirt and say, here's your shirt back, pay me for it. And then the, buy, the victim has to take it up with the Ghana. We're not going to hold it against the buyer who just went to the store and bought something. He's just going to get his money back from the original owner. The original owner hopefully will be paid back by the thief. But in this case, the question is whether we consider this to be the same type of thing. Rav Mishmed Rabbi Chia Amar Hadenim Arishon Dina Dulokayach Delish Gol Zuzei Miganav. In this case, Rav says from Rabbi that the that you go back to the original owner, meaning just like you would in a in a marketplace. Dina Dulokayach Delish Gol Zuzei Miganav. Vlo Asubot Takanas Hashem. No, sorry, you would go back to the. That the buyer has to go back to the, the thief. Right? Takanas Hashuk means that the, the buyer can go straight back to the original owner and say, Here, give me money for that shirt that I bought from the store. And you can go take it up with the thief. Here, what we're saying from Rabbi Chia is that the thief that sold it, not in the Shuk, the thief that sold it can be sought out by the buyer. The buyer should just go to the original owner and uh, tough luck to the original owner, he's got to go find the thief to get his money back. And there's a story with Hanan Bisha. He stole a cloak and sold it. Who's a student of Rav. And Amar uh, Lahu Gavra Zil Shari Avitach. Go back to the original owner. Even when the Ghanav stole something, we still do Takana Sashuk, that you go to the original owner and he doesn't have to go back to the thief. So Gumra says, No Shani Khanabisha, Khanan Bisha, the Kevin Delikalish Talumine. Why not? Why is Hanan Bisha different? Because there's no way for the for the victim to collect from him. He's he doesn't have any money. Oh, he was poor. Is that why he was called Hanan Bisha? So the idea that you know you have to deal with the original owner, you got to go deal with Hanan. You know, that's a fruitless uh, waste, of waste of time. time. Okay, so there's that's an exceptional case. All right. If it's a well-known thief, we're not going to do Takanas Hashuk because we know that the original owner is not going to be able to get the money back. Oh, sorry. No, because it's the buyer's fault. The buyer should not be buying things from uh, Ted Bundy or whatever. I don't know what's a famous thief. You shouldn't be buying things from someone you know is a thief. And that's your own fault. Wait a second. You said you can go back to the original buyer but he got it from Hanan Bisha. Everyone, on, everyone knows Hanan Bisha is a bad guy. So Gemara says, he didn't him the Vishusa, like in Ted Bundy's a murderer, but he didn't, people don't know that he steals things. 
So he thought he could, he could, he could, he could uh, buy something from Hanan Bisha because Hanan Bisha is a bad guy in other areas, but not for theft. Come, turns out he actually does steal things too. All right, I might quibble with that if my son said that to me. You know, just because he's bad in one area doesn't mean you can trust him in another. But okay, Itamar. I feel like we're getting a new concept here again. You stole and he sold and he, he, he stole something. And with that item, he, he paid for a loan. He paid off a loan. Or or he stole and with that, he paid off what? What's hekefo? Okay, so like a loan either way. Um, in that case, we don't do it. In that case, we don't say that the lender who's being paid back can go back to the original owner, and then the original owner has to deal with the, the, the thief. Rather, the lender has to go back to the thief and say, You owe me money. Because you could say, I didn't want stolen items to be paying back my loan. Something like that. Yeah, when I gave you a loan, I wanted you to pay it back properly, not with some stolen item. Mashkanta, collateral, shavimasan bima. If a thief gives a gives the stolen item as a collateral, what does this mean? Mashkanta, if the thief gives money. Oh, so basically the guy steals a watch, which is worth much more than the loan was worth. And he gives it to the lender and says, here, hold on to this watch until I get you your money back. So now the guy says, okay, well, this watch is worth a lot more than the loan that I gave you. So then in that case, basically we say that the lender in that case would go back to the original owner, just get its money back for the watch, and then, uh, and then the original owner has to take it up with the thief. Zvina, if he stole it, shava b'shava, and he sold it for the exact amount that it's worth, so that's the regular b'masan, if he stole an item which was half the price of, if he stole an item and they'll sold it for double, so how much does the does the buyer have to give back to the original owner? We don't say the buyer goes to the original owner in that case. Because I don't know why. The buyer does not go back to the original owner, even to give him a hundred bucks, or to get a hundred bucks. Rava says you do say it, 
even to take a 200 bucks. Meaning it's an interesting case. The buyer has a $200 debt. Now he has no watch. And now he goes back to the original owner and says, hey, this, uh, this thief sold me this watch for 200 bucks. And the guy says, 200 bucks? That watch is only worth 100. He says, too bad. You know, that's how much I paid the thief. You got to take it up with the thief and try to get 200 bucks back. You got to pay me 200 bucks, even though it was only originally worth 100. In the end of the day, the only time we don't do Takanasashak, the only time, meaning we always say that the buyer from the thief can go back to the original owner and get his money back, and then the original owner has to take it up with the thief. We say that in all cases except for the loans and the credit. Okay, story time. You guys help me out with the stories, okay? Here we go. I don't know how much, how many stories we're going to get here. Avimi Baranazi Chamod Ravina. Avimi was the father-in-law of Ravina. Havamasik Bahugavra Arbazuze. And he was asking from someone who owed him four, four zus. Ganav Gulima, that guy who owes him four zus, goes and steals a shirt. Asya Nihale. And he brought it to Avimi to pay off the four zus payment. Ozve Arbazuze Achrini. He gave him another four zus. Lasof. I, he lent him another four zuz on top of the stuff he just paid back? Uh, yeah. I think so. Meaning he's considering the first loan to be paid off. He's like, hey, you're good for another loan. Here's another four zuz. So in the end, he's loaned him eight zuz, and all he's gotten in return is a stolen cloak, which was worth, I guess, four zuz. Lasof, in the end of the day, Hukarganov, the theft was realized. And now the guy wants to take the, take the shirt back from Avimi. So Asalakame. Ravina, they come into Ravina, who was the son-in-law of Avimi, who now is being asked, "Hey, can I? Should I give back this?" Well, the case comes before Ravina. Right, Ravina. Conflict of interest, yeah. So Amar Ravina says, "Kamai, the first forzas that he paid off with that with that shirt." That you don't do tikkun sashuk. You don't have to give back anything to the to the buyer. To the. The shirt. The guy who owns the shirt. We're looking at it from a different angle now. The guy. The the shirt owner, who was stolen from. has to take it up with the thief it's himself. But the buyer, in this case, the, the, or the, the lender who's being paid off, here in this case is Avimi, we do not do Takana Hashuk in that case. So he doesn't have to give the shirt back to the original owner. But Hanach Arba the other four, you could then ask for another four Zuz, And give back the cloak? Why would you give back the cloak? Well, first it says the remedy of the market. Before that it says, apply the remedy. 
uh, you have in, in parentheses. Then you do Takanas and Shuk on the other four. Which means, but the other four they weren't stolen at all. We consider the oh, we consider the cloak to be like a mashkon for the other four. So get your four zuz, and you can give back the baguette. I don't exactly know how that works, but muscular of Cohen, Rav Cohen, his name is Rav Cohen. Vidilma galima bahani zuzek Maybe the four zuz that he's giving back. Or only for the first loan, this, and that's considered ganav parvachovo, ganav parvakevo, ve'arba zuzeh basrai, heimune heimne, ki hechde heimne meikara. There was no mash going on the second four. So the forces, I think he's just saying they should be independent of the first case. So Gemara says, "Egal gal milsa matzal kamei Rabbi Abo Amar Hilchas Rav Cohen." It came to Rabbi Abo, and we said that we passed like Rav Cohen that you shouldn't do this, something like that. That the four, the the last four, should not be c- collateralized. Yeah, they're two separate things. I don't know why they were ever put together. Okay. Narsha. His name was Narsha, or he placed a person from Narash. And Narsha, Ganav Sifra, he stole a book. Zavnu Papuna. He sold it to, stole a book, sold it to Papuna. Or a, pers- a, pla- a person from a place called Papuna. Or Papun. Bitmanan um, Zuze. But he sold it for for eight Zuz. Oh, 80. Okay. Azal Papuna, Papuna, the buyer. The buyer, Papuna, Zabni Labar, Mechoza, sold it to the guy from Mechoza. Bimav Esprin Zuze. Oh, gosh. We need an accountant. Uh, he sold it for 120. So Papuna, I guess, is like a, a retailer or whatever. He's, he bought it for 80, the stolen item. He bought the stolen item for 80, sold it for 120. Then we realized that this Narash, Narsha, was a, th- was a thief. That the owner of the book, whoever that was, we don't know who that was, should go to the Bar Mechoza and give him 80. Give him 80? Why would we give him 80? He bought it for 120. Then, And then Bar Mechoza should get another 40 from Papuna. I guess Papuna was also stealing in that sense. Well, Papuna is out, is out, made 40. Papuna made 40 on, made, made 40 on the deal. Yeah. 
So he's getting that back. The third guy should get 80 back from... Bar Mechoza should get 80 back from... He got 80 from the owner of the book, who took the book back, he needs another 40, because he paid an extra 40 for the Papuna. Right. I think this is under the assumption that Papuna... That 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 the original book owner also paid eighty for it, which was its original price. So the Bar Mechuzah only has to pay eighty for it to Papuna the first time. Yeah. Okay. Right. <coughs> Hold on. I thought this wasn't as confusing, but now I'm getting confused. The book owner is doing what? He's saying the book owner should go and give Bar Mechoza 80 Zuz and get his book back. But then he's probably going to have to collect from the thief. Right. This is all to get the money back from the thief. The book owner goes to Bar Mechoza, who had bought it for 120, and gives him 80. And then Bar Mechoza gets paid back the other 40 from Papuna. But what about the book owner? The book owner is now out 80. Who's paying him the 80? He's got to go back to the thief. That's because we're not we're not invoking Takana Sasha. That's what we're saying. The original owner goes and gets forty from the Papuna and eighty from Naresh. Eighty collects each one of their profits. Each profit is All right. Mouse Rava. Hashta The original owner gets his book back. Yeah, he gets the book. No, because he had to pay for it. He had to pay to Bar Mechoza to get 80. So he has to go... We haven't talked about what happens with the thief. We haven't said what Narish has to pay. So that I'm assuming Narish has to pay the book owner also. I don't know. He has to pay him back for the 80 he has to pay to get his book back. If we're willing to do a lokech miganav we can do a takana sashuk. Lokech me lokech me baya. Do you have to learn that you have to, that you can do takana sashuk for a buyer from a buyer? Elam Rav Lezu Mari de Sifra Vyayvle Lavar Machos Lavar Meav Estrin Zuzay Vishaka Sifre. Rather, says Rava, the owner of the book should give Bar Machosa 120, which is what he paid for it. Get his book back. Vilezu Mari de Sifra Vilishkal Arbaimi Pumana, which one we know That's what should have happened. Right, that that the the book owner now pays one twenty to get his book back, but to get his one twenty back, he has to go back to the other people that made the money. He, has, he goes back to Papuna for the for the forty and to an eighty from Narash who has stolen it to get his money back. Now he's got his book back and he's got his one twenty back that he paid Marmar for. Okay, new Mishnah. Let's see what happens this time. Okay, 
Oh gosh, I know what's going to happen. This guy had a huge barrel of wine. And this guy, the other guy, had a pitcher of, of honey. The honey pitcher broke. And this guy, in his brilliance, poured out all of the wine. Because how else are you supposed to get all the honey? You can't mix it with the wine. You got to pour out the whole wine. And, and saved the, 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 the honey. So, Eilo Elascharo, the wine guy only gets, he only gets the, the value of his work, but not the value of his wine. His donkey? What? Whatever he used to save the wine, you're saying? Whatever he used to save the... Right. But if they made a deal beforehand, before he poured out the wine and says, hey, you want me to save your, your, uh, your honey? So then you have to pay me the value of my wine. So then he has to pay him the whole value of the wine because they made a deal. Not just the, the, the effort. Shataf nachal chamoro Maybe this is what you're looking at. That if the river was drowning a donkey, shalo yafamana v'shel chavera masayim v'nirzaz shalo. He let his 100 zuz donkey go to drown, and he and he saved his friend's 200 zuz donkey. Ain lo elos all he gets is the amount of effort that was necessary to save the donkey. You give me a hundred worth of the, your 200 donkey, so you made a deal. Fine. Why is it that the wine merchant, the, 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 the wine barrel guy, only gets the money for the effort and doesn't get paid back for his wine? I got this, this, this uh, this honey, which was going to go to waste, I could have let it fall on the floor, which would make the ownerless, and you won't keep it anymore. And now I saved it for you. And now it's mine. So you have to pay me for it. So he should get the value of the of the honey. So Gemara says, "What do you talk?" Uh, oh, now it's proving it. Milo because don't we say in Brisa, "Harei shayot talon kadayayin kadishem and verashen mishtarus southern breaking." Lo yomar harei zat truma amaser al peros sheishli biyosoch beisi. A person should not say, "Okay, all this stuff that's about to be uh, you know destroyed, they should be all considered my truma and meiser." And therefore, he doesn't have to take the truma meiser from the stuff that he has at home. Vim amar lo, vim amar lo amar klum. And if he said it, it means nothing. You can't get out of it. You can't use that loophole. Kedam Rabbi Yirmek sheeka beis habad karachaleha. What? What? Oh, because the reason why that doesn't work is because once they're breaking, it's considered like hefker, right? Once it's eventual that 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 stuff is all going to fall to the floor, it's considered like hefker right now, even though it hasn't fallen to the floor yet. So when the guy says, oh, that should be my true, that should be my meister, it doesn't work because it's already considered ornerless. You can't make something true and meister after the fact, which is what we consider it to be after the fact. So, so, so here we're saying that it's hefker, and therefore it doesn't work because it's breaking. So here also he should be able to say by the broken honey jar that hey, 
I saved your stuff, but it really wasn't your stuff. It was my stuff. You know, it's not your stuff because even if you tried to say that was true, it wouldn't work because it's not considered yours anymore. As we saw from the bread, no. The case is, I don't know what this means. He, it would have been hard to do, but he could have saved it. He could have somehow saved the honey. The honey, I'm not sure what the hachanami is. How can you say that it would be considered ownerless if there was still this option to save it? I mean, it's like... Right, I think it means if all else is equal, it will not be saved. <coughs> I mean, nothing, if nothing happens. Yeah, the two cases do seem a little dissimilar because if here now we're saying you could save it, so then it's but not, it's event, it's not inevitable. Yeah, it's not inevitable. So I don't know, I don't know. Okay, let's keep moving. If he says it doesn't work, if he had money in his hand and it was stolen, connecto, connecto, oh, then thieves come to get the money. That the fruit that should be that are in my house should be. Um, Deconsecrated onto this money, which is then going to be stolen. And then it works. So wait a second. I thought if it's eventually going to be, you know, no good, so then it shouldn't work. It should be hefker. So he could have not gotten the money stolen from him. So that's why it still works. So then why shouldn't he say it? If it's possible, then he should be able to say it. He shouldn't say it because it's going to be hard to avoid these thieves. But it is possible he's going to avoid the thieves, and therefore it would work. If it is this the case in every situation where it might be something might be might be lost that you can't say it. Doesn't it say He has ten barrels of wine, which are tevel, meaning that they haven't taken true and meister from them yet, um, and they're tame. One of them was breaking and the, all the wine's going to be lost or one of them was revealed, exposed and therefore we're worried that it might be poisoned. This should be considered like Trumas Meister for the other ones. And we say you're allowed to do that even though it's worthless basically. We say you shouldn't do that with wine, with oil. Because the oil, the coin could still use for other things. Right, you could use the oil to burn it. Whereas the wine, you can't use it for anything. So here also, you could have saved it in that case. So, if it's going to be broken, so then we say, yeah, you could have saved it because it's going to be broken. So what is exposed wine good for? It doesn't, doesn't help that it's, it has this net around it that it's going to save it because it's poisoned. Poison is poison is poison. It doesn't matter how much you're going to save the, the actual physical thing. So he says, no. And if you're going to tell me you could use it for other things for the sake of good smells maybe, 
Vatanya Maim Shnisgalu, Hareza Loyish Bechem Bishusarabim, Vloy Gabel Behenes Hatit, Vloy Yurabates Behenes Abayas, Vloy Ashka Mehenem Bes Espento Lemas Kabero. You shouldn't use the wine for anything because it's poisoned and therefore it could be dangerous in whatever way you use it. I'm not sure why, but okay. Um, no, you, it, you, could, you could make it better by putting it through a strainer of some kind. And therefore, the poison would stay back somehow. This Harab Nechemia says it. The Brisa says that a strainer, which is on top of a barrel, Yeshba Mishum Giloi. We pass and like Rabbi Nechemia that it's still concerned even with a strainer. Oh no, sorry. When the bottom barrel is, is exposed. But if the bottom barrel is covered with the strainer, even if the top barrel is exposed, it's not a problem of exposed for the bottom barrel. Because the poison of a snake is like a sponge. And it doesn't go through the strainer. It floats above. It's only when it's strained that it floats above. I don't know. So therefore, there's a way that you can fix this just like you know, the, net, the net holding it all together. Um, it might be hard, but there's also a similar case, a similar way of, of, of fixing it by putting it through a strainer. Says Gemara, Lav itmar Allah, didn't we say about that? Amr Rabbi Simon, Amr Rabbi Yishob and Levi, Lo Shano Elish, Lo Turako. That's only if you never mix the wine together before putting it through the strainer. Aval Turako, if you mix it, Usr, because the, wine, the, the poison is not going to be able to strain out. You could put something else on it and it'll soak up the poison somehow. I don't know. Is it allowed to take Tame Truma from, for the sake of other Tame wine? You can't take Tame for Tahor. Rabbi Reb Nechemia says, The only time we'll allow you to take Tame for Tame is for Demai, which is Lomi Durabanan. So Gemara says, No, Hacha, Nami Bishel Demai. Our case, where the Brisa was talking about the, the barrels of wine and oil that you could technically save in difficult situations, where we said you are allowed to say, this should be true, this should be nicer. That was a case of demai, and therefore we're more lenient about it. And therefore, really, we don't allow this uh, this this concept to be used lechatchila, but only I, uh, only in extenuating circumstances, uh, and afterwards it works. Amar Mar, we said v'shemen lo yasa came in the coin. You shouldn't uh, you shouldn't do this trick when it comes to oil because it will be lost for the kohen. So my shna 
Shemen Deraya Lahadlik, Yainami Raya Just like the Kohen could use Tame oil for lighting, so too he could use Tame wine for smelling. It's a good aroma. If you're going to tell me that that dripping it and smelling and causing it to smell is not a, a like a like a real substan- substantive benefit, and therefore it's not considered like losing much. That's a certain price that you could pay for the sake of dripping wine. We're talking about new wine that it doesn't smell very good. You can make it older. Let it sit for a while. So it's going to go bad. The oil could also go bad. You put it in a disgusting vessel. Wait, how's the oil going to go bad? Apparently, you shouldn't keep a lot of oil for a long time. And if you put it in a... Because we're worried that someone's going to use it. But if you put it in a disgusting place, no one's going to use it. So Gemara says, Yain nami manach klimaos. You could do that with the same thing with wine. I guess it gets older also quicker. I don't know. Yeah, it, ages. it ages faster in, in the specific kind of barrel. Hash lezil of if you're trying to use it for dripping as opposed to drinking since it's stomach, so you're going to put it in a disgusting container, you can't do that. No one's going to do that. And therefore, uh, it doesn't make sense to do it with wine, but you could do it with oil in order to save the oil. So therefore, we tell the person, don't um, lose out for the Kohen by claiming this for oil, right? Saying, this is my truma, this is my whatever. You can do that, however, for, you can do it for wine because there's not much of a loss for the Kohen anyway. Vitakala atzmala. Um, what's the halacha about the ruining of the wine? If you have tame wine, tame truma wine, beshame omrim tishafecha kol besil omrim zilaf. Beshame says, throw it all away. Because we're worried it's going to go bad. It still says you can use it for this dripping thing. I'm going to make a compromise here. If it became tummy in the field, so then just throw it out. But if it became tummy in the house, so then you can use it. And we're not worried that it's going to, it's going to go bad. I really don't know why it's so bad about being bad. You then throw it out after that becomes bad. If it's new, so then just throw it out. You're not going to give it. By the time it gets old, it's going to get ruined and it's not worth it. We don't make compromises between Beshame and Beshilel. They just, they hold what they hold and it is what it is. In all situations, you don't make compromises. Okay.